My name is Father Mike Delaney and I'm the parish priest of the Kingston Channel Catholic Parish in the Archdiocese of Hobart. This is my homily for the Feast of Pentecost. Welcome to week two of our four-week message series that takes in these feasts of Ascension, Pentecost, Trinity and Corpus Christi. The title for this series is All Pointing to Christ and reminds us of how we are called to be missionary disciples working to lead others to Christ. Last weekend we looked at the challenge the disciples and the early church faced as they were tasked with speaking of how God works amongst his people. If we were to go back to the beginning of their journey as disciples, we would have seen how they were told first of all by Jesus that they would be fishers of men. Both before and after the resurrection, Jesus had also told them that he would soon be returning to the Father. As expected, they were uncertain as to how they would manage in their new world, continuing the ministry of Jesus. But before he had left, Jesus had promised the disciples they would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And we know that that power would guide them because then they were told, you will be my witnesses, not only in Jerusalem, but through Judea and Samaria, and indeed to the ends of the earth. Now these are powerful words, and they're an incredible challenge. And so the disciples waited in the upper room, wondering what might happen, what it all might mean. As we heard in our first reading today from the book of Acts, while they were waited, suddenly they heard what sounded like a powerful wind from heaven, the noise of which filled the entire house in which they were sitting. And something appeared to them that seemed like tons of fire. These separated and came to rest on the head of each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I suspect many of us would have been completely overwhelmed if that were to happen to us. Imagine if it were to happen today. Imagine as if, as we're sitting here at Mass, the Holy Spirit were to suddenly come down upon us and fill us with his power, and we would begin speaking in foreign languages as the Spirit gave each, of one, each one of us the gift of speech. Imagine what might happen if when Mass was ended, we all went out into the surrounding streets and suburbs and began proclaiming the good news about Jesus. I'm fairly certain our friends and families would be quite worried about our health and our well-being. And that's what happened to the disciples. As they went out to speak, the book of Acts tells us, At the sound they all assembled, each one bewildered to hear these men speaking his own language. They were amazed and astonished. I always love hearing the somewhat exotic names of the people they were speaking to. Parthians, Medes and Elamites, all people from Iran. Mesopotamians, people from Iraq. Cappadocians and people from Pontus, Pamphylia and Figria. They are varieties of Turkish people. Asians and people from Libya and Cyrene. Africans not to mention the Romans. 
Then if we were to read a little further from chapter 2, from the passage beyond our reading today, we would hear the sermon that was preached. It must have been powerful because 3,000 people were added to the community that day. The disciples were speaking about the glory of the resurrection to this international crowd and everyone understood what they were saying. That miracle would take them further from their known world than they could ever have expected to travel. They were truly beginning to become a Catholic, a universal community. Yet in our modern world, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the openness to receive the power of his love is not as prevalent as it was on the day of Pentecost. Speaking about infant baptism, Cardinal Raniero Cantamalesa writes in his book Sober Intoxication of the Spirit something about the challenge that is facing us as we progress from infant baptism to adulthood. He writes, in the past, when the environment around the baby was Christian and full of faith, the child's faith could develop even if it was slowly. But today our situation has become even worse than that of the Middle Ages. The environments in which many children now grow up do not help faith to blossom. The same might also be said of the family and more so of the children's school and even more so of our society and culture. This does not mean that in our situation today, normal Christian life cannot exist, or that there is no holiness or no charisms that accompany holiness. He continues, he said, rather it means that instead of being the norm, it's become more and more of an exception. In today's situation, rarely or never, do baptised people of any age reach the point of proclaiming in the Holy Spirit that Jesus is Lord. And finally he adds, because they have not reached that point and everything in their Christian lives remains unfocused and immature, miracles no longer happen. What happens with the people of Nazareth is being repeated. Jesus was not able to do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Now in a sense that's not so much an exaggeration but a little bit of a simplification because miracles can and do occur. Sometimes they're very simple, like when we listen to what children have to say. We find that they have a simple understanding of what's happening and can often express it so much more clearly than I can or that you can. Why? Usually because they don't try and complicate things. They just say it like it is. Or sometimes we hear someone say something that's so simple that we discount it and not even stop and think about it. As many of you know, I enjoy reading and I'm currently reading a book by Jonathan Fanning titled I once was lost. It's a parable based on the story of a man named Thomas reading the Chronicles of Narnia to his nephew Ryan. Sadly, Ryan's father, Paul, had been killed recently in a car accident. As he's reading, Thomas is drawn into the story. 
and he has an incredible life change. Partly it's due to the sheer enthusiasm and the wisdom of Ryan who wants to know what Aslan means as he guides the children in the story. Along the way Thomas learns that he needs two things so that he too can be part of the story. He needs to listen to what he's reading but he also needs to take time to pray. To listen Thomas needs to be still. Again, to pray, he also needs to be still. Jesus doesn't quite say that to his disciples, but in the Gospel today, he, what he does say is, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we shall come to him. The message to the disciples, to Thomas, to us, is be still so that you can know and live my word and be assured that my word will dwell within you. So my prayer for all of us today will be the ancient Holy Spirit prayer. A prayer that we might be open to what God wants to do with us so that like the disciples at Pentecost we will be able to speak into the hearts and lives of people everywhere and that by our words and deeds we will make a difference in the lives of all we meet. So let us pray. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth.